Are you struggling to create engaging content for your B2B brand? Let Podcast Town help. Our expert services will help you develop a successful content marketing strategy, making your brand stand out and increase revenue. With our guidance, you'll create quality content that resonates with your audience and builds brand loyalty. Visit our website at podcasttown.net to learn more and to get started today. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. Are you a business owner or entrepreneur looking to take your business skills to the next level? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Enterprise Now Show. Prepare to be inspired, motivated, and transformed. And now, your host, LZ Flinnard. Can I get it? Oh, yeah. What's up, Enterprisers? Welcome to episode 128 of the Enterprise Now podcast, where we educate, motivate, inspire, and transform business owners and entrepreneurs into success. That is what we do. We help folks launch, grow, and maximize. This week, we talk with Don Irwin from Mixmax. We talk about Don's early days at LinkedIn and how that step of faith prepared him for other projects in his career. Don shares how important building a solid culture is to the top and bottom line. Don teaches us that honesty is always the best approach. All right, let's dig in right after this quick message. Seems everyone is podcasting these days. But if you want to do it right and stand out from the crowd, you need to contact Enterprise Now. E-Now Podcast Solutions is second to none in providing best-in-class customer service and delivering top-quality podcast production. Podcast editing can be time-consuming and tedious. You're a podcaster. That's what you do best. Let us do the dirty work for you. Besides, it's what we do best. Then all you have to do is your awesome show. We can help with basic editing, mixing, promotion, delivery, tagging, and pro editing. Whatever you need, we can do it for you. Check us out and see all the ways we can make your podcast sound amazing and professional. Visit enterprise-now.biz slash production. All right, Don. Can I get an oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Perfect. Perfect. So, Don, first of all, let me say thank you for taking the time out. I understand as we're recording this interview, it is 6 a.m. ish where you are. So thank you so much for waking up bright and early to share with us today. Not a problem. Happy to be here with you. The second thing I always like to do right off the bat is to ask you to tell us about yourself. Now, when I say that, Feel free to go all the way back to where it all started, or you can start more current day. Tell us about yourself. So I usually like to get started about 10 years back. Uh, started in my career uh, being a very early employee at, at, at the time, a tiny little company called LinkedIn. I, I was working at Oracle, uh, and one of my VPs uh, went and left the company. He'd been with Oracle for a hundred years and went and, and joined this company called LinkedIn. And he called me up and says, you got to come join me and help build out this team. At the time, I had absolutely no idea what we were going to be doing. I thought I was going to sell banner and button ads on the LinkedIn website. He says, no, we're going to change the way companies uh, recruit and hire talent. And we've got this new program called Talent Solutions that we're going to launch 
Uh, so it takes me back to, it was, I think, employee number 542 at uh, LinkedIn and spent a good four, four and a half years there. Did the whole IPO thing with them, helped them build the business. Like to think that I had a good uh, uh, say in helping them get to where they are today. Obviously, didn't do it alone. It took a, a zillion of us to do that, but that was an amazing experience for me in the, in the SaaS world. Uh, and since then, I've been kind of following the different, going IPO, I've been following different kind of companies uh, in the San Francisco Bay Area, looking to kind of help those companies go from an early stage startup uh, to, from a Series A to a Series B, Series C, and, and ultimately look to uh, help another company get to that either IPO status or acquisition status. It has taken me to uh, companies such as, as HackerRank. I've spent uh, quite a bit of time there. There's a great IoT company uh, now in Provo, Utah called AutoMile. Uh, that was a VP of sales for there. And I now find myself fortunate enough to work for a company uh, called MixMax here in San Francisco, California, uh, changing the way uh, sales enablement uh, tools are being used by sales folks and revenue generating folks across the world. Tell us a little bit more about the LinkedIn days. Um, give us some, some details behind that. There were five, if you think about it today, how many employees LinkedIn, uh, has today, there were five, a total of five salespeople at all of LinkedIn. And there was a group of 10 of us that got hired and we were hired under a three month kind of a probation. Here's your number. Here's three months. To earn your job here at LinkedIn, you have to go hit your number. And so, there, and I remember when I started, the five people that were there were like, oh my goodness, they're tripling the team because it went from five to 15 overnight. Now there's probably, you know, six, seven, eight hundred salespeople across, uh, across the world. But in the early days, it was, you know, just old fashioned sales, pick up the phone, dial for dollars, get after it. Uh, you know, we were kind of just doing things round robin and not really organized at the time. It eventually grew into a nice account based management type system and named accounts and helped build the business where they are today. What's your favorite thing to do? Uh, well, I, so I'm a dad. I have only one child, uh, my daughter, Julia. She is 11 years old. And so uh, I'd like to spend absolutely as much time as I can with her. We live in Santa Cruz, California. So we live at the beach. Uh, we, I find myself going to the, uh, the boardwalk a lot with my daughter. We, we are right now getting into boogie boarding. She wants to learn how to surf. Uh, and so, uh, right now we're just getting her comfortable and familiar with the ocean and the waves. So we're just doing a little boogie boarding and eventually we'll graduate up to, to surfing. And then when I'm not spending time with her, I'm an avid soccer player and I, I play at least once or twice a week. And, uh, that's a little bit about me. Cool, cool. Um, I noticed in your answer, you said only one. Uh, that's plenty. So, <laughs> <laughs> amen. <laughs> you got that right. Uh, what one of the other questions I always like to ask because it's, it's one of those questions that's um, that it's interesting to hear people's answer. Um, what's your superpower? Wow, what is my about on anything in the world? It could be anything in the world. It could be in your personal life. It could be in business. Um, obviously, you're successful. Mm -hmm. um, successful people, I, in my mind, entrepreneurs are super people because it takes a special kind of person uh, to do what to do what you guys do. So, um, so what is that that so that special sauce or that thing that makes that helps you become help has helped you become successful? 
I hope this doesn't feel like somewhat of a cop-out answer, but I absolutely pride myself at being one of the most brutally honest people that you'll ever meet in your entire life. Uh, and I tell people when I first meet them, like, if you do not want to know the answer to something, I'm the last person that you want to ask, because yes, I will tell you, you look bad in those jeans. Um, and so I, I believe that honesty is the only way in life to go through. I'm, I'm getting to the age now where I'm getting too old to remember anything and everything. So if you're just open and honest with absolutely everything and you don't have to remember anything, if that makes sense. It makes absolute sense. And it reminds me of a Jim Carrey movie. I can't remember the name of it where, um, something happened and he had to tell the truth. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember the, I, I forget the name of the movie as well. I think the name of the movie actually was Liar Liar. Liar Liar. That's the name of the movie. That yeah. is the name of it. Yes, that that is that is me without whatever wicked spell he was on. <laughs> gotcha. Now, one of the uh, things that I always uh, would, would like to ask um, entrepreneurs and business owners um, and, and professionals is how do you overcome challenges? A lot of times we talk about um, the the tactics, right? The practical, but how do, what is your mindset when you are faced with a challenge and how do you overcome it? Well, the, the biggest thing is, is not to be afraid to try. I try to, you know, I mean, failure is, in my opinion, one of the absolute best ways to ultimately succeed. As long as you're doing something that you have enough data around that you feel it's an intelligent risk is just not being afraid to take those risks. And if it fails, it's perfectly okay. As long as you can learn why it failed or how it failed and be able to uh, change, pivot, and, and go a different direction and learn from what it is you did that just failed uh, and be able to you know, uh, make it better moving forward. Uh, most people just uh, don't take the time to actually try something completely new and different, having absolutely no idea what the outcome is going to be. And I'm, I'm a big fan of try, pivot, learn, grow, iterate, and keep moving forward. Why do you think that is? Why do you think people are so afraid to try new things? Uh, it's just a comfort zone. You know, one of the, the, the most hated corporate-isms that I always hear is either like, well, we've always done it this way, or we've never done it this way. And it's like, well, then how do you absolutely know if it's not going to work, if you don't give it a try, there has been multiple times in my career that I have failed, but I would love to think right now as I'm chatting with you that I didn't make the same mistake twice. Uh, what are some of your top two keys to success? Have a plan. You always have to sit down and write out your plan. You know, it's that old school adage, you know, uh, failure to plan is planning to fail kind of a thing. So I always like having a written plan that I look at every single day uh, and see where I'm at along with that plan. If I'm on track, great, keep moving forward. If I'm behind, what are the things that I can do to get back on track? Uh, and then probably the second thing is is uh, just to keep going. I mean, is, is to not stop. There are going to be days. I mean, I'm in sales, so there are going to be days you're going to lose you're going to lose a, de a deal. There's going to be days where your forecast is off. There's going to be days where uh, employees come and go and, and so on and so forth. But it's a matter of just keeping going and keeping your eye on the prize. Stay focused, stick with your plan and, and, and keep getting after it. Good, good advice. Um, if you could meet anyone in the world, who would it be and what would you say to them? 
great question. I guess maybe because I'm kind of going through it right now as I've lived the, the past year of my life listening to one specific album my, uh, for the past year, uh, I would love to meet Alexander Hamilton. Um, and, and, and I'm thinking because this is somebody who was an immigrant that came to this country having absolutely nothing and then literally built this country on his own back and, and with his own own words and with his own determination, he built something from nothing. Every single chip was stacked against him. Uh, and, and, and having now listened to the Hamilton album solid for a year, having gone seen the play and just understanding a little bit about this individual's life and what this person did and getting no real notoriety from it up until the play. Uh, I think what he's accomplished in life with everything stacked against him is beyond amazing. Perfect. Perfect. Now we've learned, um, a little bit about you, you know, that you like to uh, play soccer, uh, you like getting into boogie boarding and, um, all that good stuff. And we learned about your superpower, how you overcome challenges and some of your keys to success. Tell us about your business. What do you do? So I am the head of revenue for a company called Mixmax. Uh, we are in, uh, the sales, uh, acceleration space. So if you're familiar with companies like Outreach or Yesware, uh, we have a tool that makes uh, life significantly easier for salespeople. And, I, and it's generally for salespeople, I like to think we turn all of your customer-facing uh, teammates into revenue-generating teammates. If you had to say the top thing that makes you guys different from everyone else in your space, what, what is that thing? What's your secret sauce? Well, as we're a small company right now, and, and as we are now starting to go up market and work with larger companies. One of the things that I'm seeing is a clear differentiator for us is our ability to move fast and meet customers to need needs. And what I mean by that is we are closing an opportunity right now with an amazingly large company who needs some custom build from us. And they need us to take a couple of our engineers, move them off of our roadmap and build out specific things for them. Uh, I know that our competition is a maybe at this point in time a little bit too big to be able to to handle things like that. But we're able to stay small, stay gritty, do exactly what our customer needs to win and to earn the business. Uh, and so I think kind of our ability of being small and nimble and frugal and able to really just dive in, do specifically what the customer wants, what the customer needs uh, our customer service is, is above and beyond uh, from what I've heard from other folks that we've sold to and talked with uh, what our competition is is doing today. Talk a little bit about that in terms of strategy and positioning. Um, you mentioned a, a, f- a few times your secret sauce or your differentiator is the, the, the ability to um, to be nimble and to um, to be able to meet your customers needs. Um, some People in the business world have this idea that the bigger you are, the better. Um, speak to that a little bit uh, in terms of strategy and how sometimes being small and nimble is actually um, beneficial. Well, so as I mentioned earlier, I've worked for companies like Oracle uh, and, and I worked at LinkedIn when, you know, it was a few thousand employees versus just a few hundred employees. And when you get bigger, you know, what I think people mean by the bigger you get, the better you get is the bigger you get, maybe the more money and the more resources you possibly have. But I also would argue that the more red tape that you have to go through and the more approvals and the more things that you need to go through to get things done. Whereas right now with a small company, 
like Mixmax, I'm able to literally lean over my shoulder to talk to my CTO and ask him a question. I'm, I'm able to actually be in the same room with anybody or everybody that's in an opportunity or a deal with me and strategize right there on the fly. If I was back at Oracle or if I was back at LinkedIn, they may be in a different city. They may be in a different floor in a different building. I may not have access to their time or their calendar or their person as easily as I am right now with a small company like Mixmax. So being able to be in one space, in one area, uh, we are growing and we are expanding. We're actually moving into uh, another site here in, in a couple of weeks, but it's within the same building. Uh, so now I just have to go up a couple of floors versus leaning over my shoulder. But I think the ability to be able to talk to no matter who it is, if it's the CTO, if it's the CEO, if it's whoever it is to get things done, I have that ability and I can do that rather quickly. When you think about increasing staff, you're looking at sales, revenue, that whole thing. How do you know when to add new staff on your team? And secondarily, what's the best strategy when trying to increase sales in your in, in your business? So I've been at Mixmax for f- uh, five months now. When I joined, um, I, I inherited a team of six AEs and I inherited a board plan that already had me one AE behind. And at this time of the year, at the very end of the year, I should be exiting 2018 with 10 AEs. And I still have the same six that I started with. And the reason for that is I think one of the biggest mistakes that companies make is if they're not hitting their sales numbers is just to continue to hire salespeople, just continue hiring folks. And the little tiny bits of revenue that these added folks will bring in will increase the sales number and ultimately raise our sales. And, and, and to me, that's by far the absolute wrong approach and the wrong way to go about it. The way, the way I like to, to look at it is I took a look at the six individuals that I inherited and at the time only two of the six of them were consistently hitting their number. So for me, before we go and grow the sales team is let's get at least 75%. Let's get at least four of these six folks, you know, five of these six folks consistently hitting their number for at least a couple of months in a row before we go about adding another individual. Uh, and then as you're adding another individual, you've got to think about all of the support structure that goes along with adding that individual. It's the marketing. It's the inbound leads. It's a book of business for that new added individual. For every salesperson that you add, you're taking something away from the existing team, from leads or from accounts or from whatever it is. So for me, the first step is make sure your team is successful. Uh, before you can plus one. Once you get everybody consistently hitting your, your number, you can plus one your na- uh, way to whatever number you want to get to. But it's also not just hiring sales folks. It's, it's hiring, uh, if, if it's account managers, if it's hiring CSM individuals, if it's hiring marketing folks, you've got to hire the support structure that make those individuals uh, equally successful. But get your team to their number first and plus one your way to whatever where you want to go. Quick follow-up question. Talk about support structure. What does that What does that mean? What does that look like? So for you know for an AE, uh, we the way we're set up internally is I have an SDR mapped to an AE, and so it's you know when you bring on an AE, you have an SDR that's going to support this individual. If if it's not a brand new hire to support the person one to one, is this person going to be mapped to somebody that's already there? Uh, what does the inbound lead flow look like? If, if you're hiring one other individual on the sales team, is it going to significantly cut down the amount 
amount of inbound leads that everybody else is getting. Um, so you got to think about working with your marketing team. You've got to take a look at the structure that you have um, supporting your AE. And then depending on the model that you're running internally, if you run like we do at Mixmax, we run kind of a hunter farmer type model. Do you have a CSM or an account manager that's going to support the accounts that this new AE uh, are bringing in? If you have all of those things in place, or you at least have a plan to put all of these things in place, then I say go for it. And, and if you got your 75% success rate on your AE level, plus one your way to happiness, put the support structure in place either before or right immediately after same time uh, and get going. Awesome. I know you probably mentioned it in your answers and uh, over the past two uh, few questions, but um, if you have to give the enterprisers what I call my, my listeners uh, an actionable tip to improve or increase their business today, what would that be? Yeah. So I'm, I, you know, I run the sales side of the house. Uh, and I think this is even a smidge contradictory to the Mixmax product that we sell. We sell a product that obviously allows salespeople to do one to many with, with sequences and reaching out to people through email and everything. But, uh, I am a get out from behind your computer, pick up the phone, talk to people. Uh, if you have the ability and they're in the same city or relatively local, go visit them in person. Uh, do a Zoom conference call or a FaceTime call or in any way, shape or form, get in front of, uh, of the people that you're selling to. Uh, as much as technology has changed over the course of the years that I have been doing this, one thing in sales has never, ever, ever changed. And that is people buy from people they like, people buy from people they trust. And you cannot build that level of trust and likability through email or through, through, through static and behind your computer. Get out. Get in front of people, go shake hands, meet with folks, get to know them on an individual and personal level and, 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 and as well as a business level. But get, get out and meet with people. And for those folks running an inside sales team, phone calls, phone calls, phone calls. It actually works. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, the old saying that time flies when you're having fun definitely applies here. Um, we're at the end of our, our time together, uh, but I wanted to give you an opportunity to uh, give people your contact information uh, in case they want to reach out to you, uh, connect with you and learn mo even more about what you do and who you are. Uh, so how can, how can they do that? Yeah. So there's uh, one of two ways. Uh, for starters, my email address is very simple, don, D-O-N, at mixmax, M-I-X-M-A-X dot com. So don at mixmax dot com. And, and you can also find me on LinkedIn. It's Don Irwin, E-R-W-I-N. Or let's be a little cheeky here. My personal cell phone number is 831-359-0430. Give me a call. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Don, for taking the time out to uh, share with us. It's always a pleasure to to talk and conversate with intelligent and bright individuals. So we uh, we appreciate it. I appreciate you very much for having me on. Thank you so much. Enterprisers, thank you so much for the support over the years. I would not be able to do what I do without you guys. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Reach out to Don. Ask him a million questions. Um, the thing that I love about the folks that come on to the show is that they are willing to share. Um, I had a mentor tell me once, LZ, find your own potholes to fall into. Don't fall into the same potholes that I fell into. Uh, and, and people will, will always say that applied knowledge is power. So, um, reach out to these folks, learn from their mistakes, <laughs> uh, and create your own. So 
thank you guys so much. And we will talk with you next week. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance? Operations? Shoot me an email, mayor at podcasttown.net. I want to start a conversation around these areas of business and how we can work together and help each other shine even brighter.